Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Undeclared. I'm your host, Pablo Rodriguez. Very excited to have you here on the show. Uh, we have a great show for you this week. Laura Lanzarotti is on the show. She recently graduated from Dominican University with a degree in fashion design. Uh, she's on the show because she did what I think a lot of people want to do or, or see happen, which is uh, she found the, her major and, and just ran with it. Uh, and this episode is for everyone. If you're an undeclared major, that's all right too, because once you do find your major, and you will, uh, it's a good way to really know how to go about getting everything you can out of that major. Now, Laura was a fashion major. So even if you're not a fashion major, though, you should still listen to this episode because she really talks about taking advantage uh, of every opportunity. Once you do, pick your major and go ahead and start taking steps towards it. She's a risk taker, and she really, really bet on herself, and she came out aces. We have graduation going on right now all over the country. I love graduation. It fell on Mother's Day, which was a little rough because, you know, you want to spend time with mom. But we, uh, you know, I worked out the schedule so I could be there for most of it. So it was really good to see uh, all the students graduate after they started with you and maybe weren't on the best path. And now they're on a great path and uh, really on their way into the real world. So I'm very excited for them. One thing, though, you know, if you if you didn't enjoy your speaker, do something about it, guys, that are freshmen, juniors, sophomores. Make sure to start looking into who it is that you want to be your speaker for when you graduate. I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. They think they go to a small school so they can't get like the, you know, you always see like Harvard and Princeton having these amazing speakers, you know, like uh, Will Farrell, Natalie Portman, Denzel Washington, uh, Conan O'Brien, what have you, and, and Oprah and things like that. These these A-list celebrities, what have, you know, it's because the last thing you want is to be in that crowd of people wearing those black gowns and the black weird hat and hating your speaker or at least being bored by them. At that moment, everybody feels like, man, I really wish we could get somebody good or at least somebody that you would want to you know, listen to on the last day you're an undergraduate. So start working on that now because if the junior colleges of Chicago can get you know common, I mean, you guys can get whoever you want. It's never too early to start doing that, so make sure to do that. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at UndeclaredShow1 and also on our Tumblr page, undeclaredshow.tumblr.com. Also make sure to email us if you have any questions about your time in higher education and your time in colleges or uh, in the university setting. If you're having problems, email us. We have a bunch of people uh, that read through our emails and uh, and we pick out some that we can answer, so maybe we'll pick yours. Um, We want to help people out if they have problems out of the classroom, in the classroom. Uh, make sure to do that. That goes for faculty and staff as well. If you want to email us, we want really want everybody to be able to listen to this show and benefit from it. So our email address is theundeclaredshow at gmail.com. So make sure to email us there if you have any questions or if there's anything we can help you with. If you're wondering what to do this summer, if you don't have plans and if you have the time and if you have the money, Get out and take two classes this summer. This is a little piece of advice I'll give you. Take two classes, each of them worth three credit hours. That's six classes, six credit hours, I should say. You have ideally three summers between your freshman and sophomore, sophomore and junior, junior and senior year. If you take six credit hours, each one of those summers, that's 18 credit hours. One semester is at least uh, to be full-time is 12 credit hours. So if you take... 18 credit hours that's like a semester and a half and and also like uh, here in illinois or at least in chicago 
the junior colleges charge about somewhere between 90 to maybe 110 that's on the high side credit um 190 to 120 uh per credit hour at a regular four-year institution you're looking at maybe somewhere between i don't know like you i don't know it ranges you know every school is different the school could charge probably right a four-year institution could charge like one thousand dollars for every credit hour during the academic year and during the summer they'll probably cut in half or something like that but that's three grand even if you take take that five hundred dollar one that's fifteen hundred dollars for one three credit hour class where you can get the same education at a junior college and you'll pay about three hundred dollars and then you just got to do books and all that and you're still getting a cheaper uh priced education that's still quality level so think about it. You save a ton of money instead of paying a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars. So somewhere between nine hundred and eighteen thousand dollars. Excuse me, nine thousand. I wasn't a math major, guys. <laughs> nine thousand and eighteen thousand dollars for eighteen credit hours. You know, you might just be paying eighteen hundred for eighteen credit hours at a, at a local junior college. So think about it. Uh, check it out and make sure to uh, talk with an advisor about it because it'll save you a ton of money. And also, one more way to save money is. Uh, I don't usually don't plug websites on here, but check out dealoz.com. That's what I used when I was in my uh, graduate program. So do that, dealoz.com, D as in dog, E-A-L-O-Z.com. If you do that and you put in the ISBN number, it'll just look up all the websites for you like Chegg and uh, Campus Rental and uh, Amazon, but it'll check out all these websites for you from this one for the book that you're looking for, and then you can just rent it. And it's way cheaper than probably buying it at your bookstore or buying it at just one place. And when you click on where it is that you want to buy it from, it goes straight to the... Sorry, apparently somebody's stealing a car outside. Oh my God, hurry up. You ever notice like nobody comes to like racing out to their car when they hear their car alarm? People used to do that. You know, like now people are just like, oh God, I got to get up. And then they don't want to get up from watching Netflix, you know. There, thank you. Thank you, lazy person. All right. Uh, What was I saying? So yeah, check out dealaz.com because when you do click on the amount or to to rent buy or you know or sell your book but rent it if you do that it'll go straight to let's say Chegg's website with but straight to the cart with the book already in there so it saves you the hassle of having to go to each website find the book then put it in your cart and then apply coupons and whatnot it'll just go it'll just put them all in front of you you pick the one you want that is the cheapest obviously and then you go ahead and, and get cheap books man but uh do what you want to do but i don't know i like to save money I can't figure out if this if I like this one show or not. I like it in certain ways and in other ways I absolutely don't, but it's called What Would You Do? And it it's, it's a hidden camera show and it's like actors that come out and and act out scenes of conflict or like illegal activity in public and there's hidden cameras and that record the whole thing and the focus is on whether or not bystanders intervene and if they do, how and why. And at the end the host who's this guy named John Kionis comes out, you know, and he, and he interviews the bystanders about their reactions and like why or why they didn't do something. And these conflicts are are like super intense. It's usually like theft or an invasion of privacy or or just violating some type of social norm. And when he comes out, he loves you. He loves you if you've intervened. 
He's like, thank you, buddy. You're a great example of a citizen of the world. Someone really appreciates diversity. Look at this guy, right? He's just always psyched up. But if you don't intervene, he gives you the hardest time and starts grilling you, just bombarding you with questions like, well, why didn't you stop the men that were taking the jewelry? Why didn't you tell those people that you didn't appreciate them using the N-word? Or why didn't you stop the man that took the purse? It's like, dude, because the shirt underneath this one isn't blue with a big red S on it. That's why, you know? It's like there's just there's no there's just a shirt underneath this shirt, man. It's on top of a guy that wants to make it home to do my laundry, you know, and watch Castle. Back off. That's just it's weird. We all have our lives, man, and every day we go about them and if and if we see like a car accident or get yelled at by a homeless person or get bad news, you know, that happens by chance. This guy's doing it on purpose. And and, and on one episode they, they set up this scene where a pedophile was trying to lure like this uh, this 16-year-old back to his house. And it was right next to this elderly couple, you know? And they're, like, eating dinner. And, like, the whole time, they, they don't say anything. You know, they don't say anything about this pedophile that's trying to get this 16-year-old back to his place. And then afterwards, Keonis comes out with all the cameramen. And he, like, puts this, this microphone, like, right in this old lady's face. And he gets up in her face. And he's like, you know, like, why, why didn't you say anything? It's like, guy. Don't you see that broken satellite dish hanging from her ear? She can't hear you, let alone the table that's 10 feet away. You know, and I bet that couple was just like celebrating their wedding anniversary. Oh, it's just, I don't know. The show shouldn't have been called What Would You Do? It should be called, like, Let's Ruin People's Day. And, uh, oh, I just, I, you know, I think I hate it. I think I hate that show. I think I, I figured it out, man. Thanks, guys. All right, so on the show today, Laura Lanzarotti. She knew what she wanted to go and get herself into, which was fashion. She got into it early. And then she just kept putting out great work. She was highlighted by the university and blasted all over their webpage, even, even to this day. She's a fashion major, a creative mind, a young up-and-comer in the fashion world. She's driven. She's focused. She's Laura Lanzarotti. Tough, brutal, and cutthroat are words used to describe most MMA fights. <laughs> However, today we're using those words to describe, obviously. All right, everyone, gird your loins. The fashion industry. And the scarf almost killed the look. I mean, I have not seen something this deadly since Philip Seymour Hoffman's toxicology report. I mean, it's just. What are you doing here? I came to New York to be a journalist. So you don't read runway? No. And you have no style or sense of fashion? I think that depends on what you're. You know. That wasn't a question. Like other popular industries, fashion employers will attract more applicants than they have jobs. Now, while that might not seem in favor of those entering the workforce, someone who is focused more on opportunity and the future, as opposed to getting paid right now, could find themselves in a good position right out of the gates. Well, it kind of came about where I was just, I want to take any job that I can get right now. Just because the fashion industry is so hard to get into, even sure. though I have my foot in the door right now, yeah, I need the money in order to start any kind of business. Right. So I came across Benefit Cosmetics, and they're like, "Oh, we love you. Like, we'll get you to the place where you want to be." And so I've just been kind of doing freelance work for them, doing graphic design, doing fashion design for them, on top of all the other stuff I have to do for them. So it's kind of fun right now, but kind of stressful. Yeah. Don't I sleep bet. as much as I should be now that I graduated, but it's okay. Yeah. And where, where mm-hmm. do you hope that goes to? 
um, to be part of the design team doing the graphic work and um, the different like costume designing work for each event that we have. But my bosses, they're just amazing. They love my work that I've done for Dominican and so forth and all the competitions I'm in. And they're, they barely know me and they tell me how proud of them, how proud of they are of me. This is Laura Lanzarotti, and we spoke a few months after she graduated from Dominican University. She was doing quite well. We spoke about her time at DU specifically about how she got involved in the fashion program. Mm-hmm. But now before, I mean, that's that's a big, you know, good, great position for you to get into mm-hmm. because you had a lot of recognition before you even graduated. Mm-hmm. You were deep into your major by when, do you, do you think? Um, I would say probably the second semester of my sophomore year wow. is when it all kind of clicked for me. Okay, so explain, mm-hmm. explain how that came to be. Because you know, you're in your second year, mm-hmm. and then what happened? Well, my first year, my freshman year, I never really had sewn that much before. I made pajama pants coming into college. And then um, it was really stressful because we had a few teachers that weren't really interested in teaching us anymore. They're no longer with Dominicans, so that's probably why. So we were kind of like the freshman class that kind of did not get all the skills that the upperclassmen had received their freshman year. Okay. So it was really scary. It was really kind of... Um, discouraging too because I was going into my sophomore year kind of scared like what is this year going to be like sure um had an amazing professor Mr. Johnson um everyone probably knows who he is around campus he's amazing okay um taught us pattern making and I kind of went from there and then into second semesters when we started doing real fabric and I took on this huge project of making this massive massive gown um because our inspiration had to be origami so i chose the crane and then i made 80 panels that i had to sew on individually so it was about like three inches wide and like maybe 13 inches in height and then i like sewed them to kind of look like the crane but not really um (laughs) (laughs) it was reported that only 30 percent of the u.s workforce were engaged That means only 30% really wanted to be there or find inner purpose for being there. That also means 70% of the people have their computer screen open with one window open to work and the other one probably to Netflix. Laura wasn't just doing something that kept her engaged. She found what she wanted to do for the rest of her life. Plus, she started to push herself a little bit. And then it was after that when Professor Jennings was telling um, the sophomores and the juniors and seniors about this FGI competition, Mm. um, Fashion Group International Chicago. And telling us to submit our stuff in it. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to. And she's like, well, Laura, I want you to know that you almost won um, upcoming designer for your purple dress, the crane dress. And I was like, oh, really? Wow. (laughs) And so that kind of like gave me a little more confidence. And then I entered the competition. I was a finalist in the competition. Then I was a finalist the next year. And then just kept kind of rolling on from there. It was a pretty big competition. Yeah, absolutely. And you came in sec. You came runner up? Um, no, I was just a finalist. finalist. I didn't win anything the first two years. S- still, though. Like but to, it, yeah, it still pushed me to keep trying harder. Do you feel like that was the moment that that you were like, yeah, I'm definitely going into this? Yeah, definitely was. There's the Mirage fashion show, and then there's also something that I can't pronounce. It's Drehouse? Drehouse. <laughs> Drehouse Design Initiative, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay, so th- explain to me those two and your role in those. Okay, so for the Mirage show, um, my collection was inspired by the poem the road not taken right well yeah. explain what the what each is what obviously each is? they're one of them is a fashion okay. show well mirage was the dominican university fashion show and then the Driehaus show was the whole city so it was the five fashion schools dominican columbia international academy of design the art institute and illinois institute of art okay so it was um he picked his five favorite collections from each school so then 
So then that would be like 25 pieces, yeah. 25 people in it. Yeah. yeah. So that was that. And um, what Mr. G House does is he donates a lot of money to fund um, fashion students to go on and like create their own business. So first place will win 5,000, second place 2,500, and then third place 1,000. And then he does like three honorable mentions, which are 500. Wow. So it's amazing. It's a lot of recognition. A lot of newscast is there. A lot of um, really wealthy people are there, senior stuff. Buyers from Neiman Marcus are there. And so it's really amazing. It's a really great opportunity to be in that. And in your fashion show, were you like highlighted at all? Yes, I won um, Outstanding Individual Design. Laura found a way to have her passion and education merge into one. She's not only a hard worker, but she's very, very focused and has a strong will. She had momentum building and just kept her foot on the gas. Listen as she talks about attempting to get a dress done in two days. I can't even get my laundry done in two days. Because I entered prior to that a different competition for this like wedding gown redo competition. Okay. And I was previously in Aspen the week before on spring break and came back with two days to make this dress to turn in. And I was like what? freaking out. And I made this. Two days? Yeah, two days. I made this dress in two days and then I won first place for it. So when you started to do well in that competition, did you start looking at other competitions on your own? Um, Kind of, sort of. I know that we would get like different competitions kind of emailed to us that mm. Professor Jennings would send out to the whole, um, to all the apparel majors. But I don't really think I like actually went into them just because I wanted to focus on more of my classes and getting things done. But definitely my senior year, I entered in another competition after our fashion show called um, the Stanley Paul Foundation, and they're giving away ten thousand mm. dollars to the winner. Wow. Um, and this was a dress that I made within a week, too. It was that polka dot gown. I, know, I don't know if you've seen it, but they have it on the Dominican website. And, yeah, that was really stressful because it wasn't fully finished for the fashion show. Wow. And, <laughs> I w and it was the day that we were supposed to turn it in. Yeah. And Professor Jennings was like, are you entering the competition? And I told her no. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't finish the dress. Like, I can't turn it in like that. And she goes, no, you need to turn it in. Wow. No exceptions. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. So, then I'm like frantically ironing it because it was due by, I think, 5 p.m. And it was like 2 p.m. at that time. I'm like, this dress was huge. It was There was over 20 yards of fabric in it. And so. 20 yards. Yeah. So, oh I just like gosh. ironed it all, turned it in. And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it because there's so many gowns yeah. turned in. Um, it was for the American or apparel industry board yeah aibi in chicago and so i turned it in or whatever and then i went to go pick it up when we had to pick it up the next day and saw that i was a finalist and didn't really read the letter through fully and um told mr johnson that i was a finalist because it was his draping class i made that in and he was like okay these are the things you need to fix that you didn't finish and it's like giving me this laundry list of things to do and i'm like what i have to do all this other stuff for other classes so like I'm trying to get that done and then I'm reading the letter fully further and there's only five students chosen. And I was like, wow. oh my God, I really have to make this perfect. Yeah. Like this yeah. is $10,000. So I don't find out until October 3rd if I want. Do you recall not long ago when you walk on the sidewalk? When a student like Laura has a desire to go after such a career, you only hope they have something that can get them through the most difficult times. She comes from a small family with one younger brother. You know, it's a small town, and so I figured it came from them. 
from her upbringing, and from her desire to find more than what her small town could offer her. I need to get away from Bloomington and that clique, because a lot of my friends, I love them to death, but they're still stuck in the small town thing. A lot of them went to community college and dropped out of community college, and are kind of just like skating by on life. And I knew that if I stayed in Bloomington, that could happen to me, so I needed to get out. And what I did was I searched for like top fashion schools like in Illinois and kind of like all around the U.S. And I applied to those fashion schools and some kind of other schools like Illinois State. But And when you came up here to Dominican, were you, um, yeah, I would imagine you stayed in the, in, in the halls? Mm-hmm. My first year I did. And then? And then I moved out with five of my closest friends. We got an apartment together and that was crazy. Five girls in one apartment. An apartment? You didn't yeah. get a house? No. <laughs> five girls? We got an apartment. How many bathrooms? Two. <laughs> Whoa, not enough bathrooms, about three short. Wow. It was trying at times, but it was I bet. <laughs> nice word, trying. I bet you yeah. it was a little more intense than that. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you do that for? Um, one year, and then one of our friends went to Milan to study abroad. One transferred schools, and then we were down to three. Okay. Yeah. Were you all fashion majors? Um, there's only four, three of us are fashion majors. The other one was graphic design, and then the other one was um, kind of like pre-med chemistry. She wanted to be a nurse, so... Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who wants to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Every student wants to jump into their career and get hands-on experience. Sometimes you can go into internships, but sometimes you go towards study abroad. So I chose Paris. And I went to Paris. That was a one-month program, and I'm so glad I went. It was the time of my life. And what I learned was I did the couture techniques, the hardest program there, Um and that was we were in school sun no monday through saturday from like 9 a.m to 7 p.m every day so i didn't get a whole lot of sightseeing um but i learned a lot the professors were amazing and i think that's kind of where i really realized like fully fully that this was something i wanted to do because i went to all the couture exhibits um Yves Saint Laurent is one of my favorite designers and we got to go to his actual studio like like his workroom with like all his archive his desk was set up the way that he left it when he died and like it was so surreal started crying a little oh, bit. <laughs> wow. and i was like oh my god i want to be i want to be a legend like him yeah so, who do you look up to um i love you say laurent i love alexander mcqueen christian Sir- siriano from project runway okay i kind of i think i more admire the young talent on Project Runway and their drive more so than the people that have already have an established name because it kind of shows like, well, with their hard work, they're getting here and they're still getting recognition. It may not be as big as like some of the couture house names are, but and they're I still Im- driving. Yeah, and I would imagine at some level it seems more attainable, like kind of like yeah. where they're at, or relatable, really. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of things that they're seeing and then some things that you hope to see soon. Mm-hmm. Do you watch a lot of reality, like, Fashion show um, TV. Just Project Runway. I did watch Fashion Star a little bit, and I didn't really like it. It sounds like yours it's is a lot ma- like too mainstream for me. Too mainstream. Oh. <laughs> My friends was in the background. Right? It was like, oh. Yeah, it's not going to be as special. in martial arts almost had my black belt really <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> no i think i just kind of lost interest i started playing piano um i was a dancer for 15 years what else did i do i drew and i painted and then i would play 
played volleyball. Did I say that already? Played volleyball. So. My dad always wanted me and my brother to try whatever we wanted to try. Yeah. So he never held us back. He just wanted us to go for it. So I think um, same with my mom. She always drove us to all the practices and everything. So You're in front of a freshman class. What are you saying to them in terms of advice to get them all the way through their four years? I think it's just to like never get up because there's give up. There's so many times when you're in the fashion lab where you're crying, you're really tired and you're you're really discouraged and it's just the environment and the people that are around you that keep pushing you to finish everything. And I think if you don't have that tight knit and that like family atmosphere that we have in the fashion lab and that drive, then you're not going to succeed. So it's really pushing yourself and seeing setting that goal higher than what you think you can actually achieve and just going for it. Because wow. if you don't, then yeah, you won't survive. And you can't listen to your friends. <laughs> oh, that's A great. lot of my friends are trying to pressure me to go out and party. And I'm like, no, I really need to get this done. I kind of sacrifice social life for success, but I'm, I'm happy on how everything panned out because I still had a lot of time to go out and party. <laughs> Don't I've think that you can't. <laughs> <laughs> this house is filled with memories. Some so lovely and some so sad. All right, guys, that was Laura Lanzarotti, such a sweetheart. She came into the 3x5 studio when the AC was out, and like any good fashionista champ, did not sweat a bit. She kept her cool, and I'm sure you took several things away from that talk. Thank you very much, Laura. You're, you're, you were great, and we, we appreciate your time. Make sure to check her out on Instagram and Twitter at Laura Lanzarotti. That's Laura Lanzarotti, L-A-U-R-A-L-A-N-Z-E-R-O-T-T-E on Instagram and Twitter. Folks, don't worry if you haven't found your major yet. It will happen. Just make sure to keep looking and talk to people whose job you think is interesting, challenging, or just plain cool. Anyone with any questions about anything we might be able to help with, problems in class, outside of the class, problems in the dorms, residence halls, please email us at theundeclaredshow at gmail.com. Let's see if we can help you out. Uh, check us out at undeclaredshow.tumblr.com or on Twitter at undeclaredshow1. We're on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud as well. Make sure to check out pablopablopablo.com. That's my website for upcoming shows. Hey to everybody. Thanks so much for all the messages, emails, tweets. Uh, we, we thank you very much for listening to the show. We're getting a lot of great feedback about it, and we love putting it out from the 3x5 studio here in Chicago. It's undeclared. Get out there. Enjoy the summer. Yo, yo.